1: November 8th, 2018. Thank you for joining us here again on the Mike Abadier Show. I am Gino Bacola. We are in the middle of a great time in the sports world. We'll do a little Breeders' Cup recap today. We're going to welcome in our good friend Dave Weaver. We'll talk some NFL and just uh, catch up with Dave, see what he's been up to. We have a college basketball even beginning now. Lakers, are you panicked? Don't panic. I don't think you need to panic. It's kind of been a boring, kind of, I think, down college football season, in my opinion. Not a whole lot of buzz out there, but Duke looked pretty damn good in their college basketball opener. They crushed Kentucky. How about the Giants now? Farhan Zayedi from the Dodgers. Mike Abadir, so many topics. Where do you want to go? You pick!
2: That was uh, Calipari's biggest loss Ever uh, right, uh, spanning across NBA and college careers at UMass and Kentucky and NBA and yeah, it really, really unbelievable. It just shows you how stacked that Duke is, you know. And Gosh. I don't really get into college basketball this uh, this time this of year. This early, this but early, you did. know. But I mean, that was really, really it's impressive. On on. Duke, so.
1: They got some studs there.
2: They've yeah, done. and also probably good for Kentucky to have some humble pie at the beginning of the year. You sure. know, that'll probably help them out making, uh, you know. Co- Calipari's teams always do well, you know, so you, you know they're going to be fine. Um, That's so the week about, up call is good early in season.
1: What's great about college basketball, you, you see the big boys play each other early. I love that, you know, because it doesn't hurt you. It actually helps you to have some of those good losses early on. You see these big teams play each other in some of the tournaments early on. It's not like college football where you're kind of dodging each other early because you don't want a loss that that might, you know, set you off track. So I do like. It's really important to be battle tested too. Yeah, you know, if
2: you play too many Iona's and stuff at the beginning of the year, it's not really going to help you. You don't know. You just don't know. Yeah, Yeah, exactly.
1: Man, fun time in uh, in early November here in the sports world. We're going to bring in Dave Weaver in just a few minutes. But, Mike, uh, before we move forward, let's go back in time a little bit. Uh, last weekend, we all gave out a couple horses uh, for the Breeders' Cup. It was our Breeders' Cup preview show. You gave out Jack Van Berg, who was a winner before the Breeders' Cup races even started. Great price. Craig Milkowski gave out Bulletin, who was a winner. Scott Shapiro came out. He gave out Shalone and WowCat. They both ran second. Shalone was second, I think, 18-1. to And WowCat was a horse that might have made yours and my day really big on Saturday. WowCat, who ran a really good second. I gave out Restless Rider, who was, you know, second, just clearly second best. Monique uh, gave out a winner in Monomoy Girl. Todd, like, soldiers call. And, you know, I think we didn't really get to see... The real soldiers call. He had a little bit of trouble. He broke slow. He got squeezed. He rushed up and he had a tough trip. He didn't really get to show his best. But I'd, I'd say, based on that little recap, it was a it was a solid Breeders Cup preview show for us here and for our guests. They did a they did a
2: great job identifying live horses. Yeah, no doubt. And if if you if you listen to their show, you know, wire to wire and, and took everything in, maybe took some notes. On uh, what everybody was kind of trying to say, I think one of the most impactful statements was on Craig milkowski's side, where he, he took a stand against the Euros in the sprints, uh, turf yep. sprints. And it makes right? sense, yeah. It makes, makes sense. sense. You know, he said that was that that was not one of their stronger divisions, and uh, he 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 took a, a real strong stand against. Um, I know Todd Todd took a real strong stance for, right, in his best play of his lifetime, but. You know, I think that's where, you know, Craig being able to really, really dissect things from a mathematical perspective, you know, helped him out, probably flesh that out. So hopefully some players out there, even the second place runners, you know, if you get a good place price, use that in the exacta, Trifecta, Super, you know, hopefully some of the listeners out there were able to take advantage of some of these winners and even the second place runners and, and did well on their plays. So. Uh, and, if anybody and, has any good stories, any any big hits and wants to tweet us about it, uh, love to hear some success stories. You know, hey, we we'll listen to the show, and, you know, we we use that uh, Van Berg horse or we use whatever. You know, uh, I'd love to hear about it
1: and uh, a big thank you to all the folks out there. I had a I did a little kind of a fundraiser, and um for the first time, did something like this on my own where we I sold the. Breeders' Cup selections and analysis for both days. A big thank you to Cheryl Bernard, who does our website and helps us out here with the Mike Abadir show stuff. She helped me out putting everything together, and it was a lot of fun. And after a slow start to the Friday card, Saturday was very good. We were able to hit the late pick five, which paid like $560, uh, gave out a winning try. They paid like 150 That pick five, if wow Cat wins instead of Monomoy Girl, we're probably looking at 2500 instead of 500 Um. So we... Yeah, we and there were a couple prices. Shamrock Rose was a big long shot that I had, I think, in second that I ended up winning and paid fifty bucks. There was, there was a trifecta in there too, right? Yeah, the tri, a trifecta paid one fifty. The the Breeders Cup Classic and even the Distaff basically had the the tries in the supers. So it wasn't a like it was a pretty formful Breeders Cup, but when you're able to hopefully just find little prices here and there, at least you're not losing money, you know. And that and that's the key. So we were able to uh to do a pretty good job and make the best of it late and it was fun maybe something we'll do again uh moving forward but a big thank you i thought you
2: guys did a tremendous job just in terms of the presentation you and cheryl uh who's with beverly hills webs um, did a really really good job in terms of putting together an easy to read package and uh you know i I, I took it with me to uh los alamitos where i watched the breeders cup races and i had people looking over my shoulder and really interested and then the classic you know if you would have Boxed all your choices in 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 the uh, Breeders Cup Classic. You hit a huge superfect I think it paid sixteen hundred bucks on the dime. That's a sixteen thousand for a one dollar play. So hopefully, once again, people took advantage of of some of these plays we gave on the air or the package that they may have got from you. I know you're planning to do that in the future again. And uh, let, let's not forget that one of the captivating things to me was that you uh, opened this up to charity and yeah. a part of the proceeds to to charity. So it's uh, partially fun and partially doing the good thing, giving back uh, before you even have the money in your pocket. So that's pretty cool stuff.
1: Yeah, th- th- that was the key. Is that um, this this time of the year is always a, a year a time of the year where uh, I was in the hospital, you know, ten, eight years ago at, at this point. So I should watch the Breeders' Cup races um in the hospital and always get a little emotional i see some of the old memories that pop up on social media you know so sometimes you can't do as much as you'd like to but for me it's like okay something that i do well this is something i would have probably done on my own anyways and um a nice way to know that we're all doing something even if we we lose some money at the races so it was great we were able to help out make a nice donation to city of hope and a really big thanks again to everyone out there who helped out I do believe we have our first guest holding. Very good friend. I had the privilege of working with this man for years over at TVG, and you all know him from TVG. Dave the Dream Weaver, Ice Cold Dave Weaver. But now, now he's, he's an NFL analyst. He's a, uh, he's a betting guru. He's, he's in the morning early before the races even start. You see him talking a little uh, wagering, a little fantasy, a little bit of everything. Dave Weaver... How's life going, man? Things have changed for you quite a bit in the last six months.
3: What's up, Dave? And you'll never you'll never guess what I just did. What'd you do? T- just finished a game of pickup basketball. Wow! <laughs> nice. Four I, games. I, go. I think we split two and two, so you might hear a few bouncing basketballs in the background.
1: Nice. I gotta go play some ball with you sometime. Good to hear. Good to hear. So, Dave... <laughs> Uh, yeah, tell us tell us what's about. You've been back and forth. You go to New Jersey some weeks you, from the sports book over there. I think this past week you were kind of handling it from here in Southern California because uh, you were doing some racing stuff too at Santa Anita for Breeders' Cup weekend. But tell us a little bit about what you're doing and uh, what's it been like
3: for you. Yeah, that was the first week that I was able to um, actually not have to fly to New Jersey. But I'm I'm back there this week. I actually got a little bit of a reprieve. I'm I'm in Pittsburgh. I'm going to the game tonight to see Ben versus Cam. So that, that'll be a fun, uh, fun midweek treat for me. But, um, yeah, on Sunday, it's fun talking about football every week now.
2: Yeah, and for those who don't know, uh, Dave's a big Pittsburgh Steelers fan. So uh, I'm sure you're going in there tonight with a rooting interest. And in, I don't know if you heard about the big news about Le'Veon Bell today, but apparently him and his agent weren't aware that if he sits out this year, he gets the – Quarterback franchise tag for next year, not the running back one. So twenty-five million bucks. How are you feeling with the team moving forward? As is, I know the quote-unquote fill-in has done pretty damn well. I did
3: not know that, and you would think that his agent would know that. I think I you could would find think. Levy on a good agent if we need to find one.
2: Uh, I, I, we know a guy. I know a guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, raising my hand right
3: here. But, <laughs> I know a guy. But look, we we've been doing fine without him. You know, Connor's going to have another big game, I'm sure. Yeah, the last the last. Steeler game I went to was that when they played the Chargers in San Diego, whatever that was, 2 or 3 years ago. Probably yeah, obviously the last time they ever played in San Diego. Last Steeler game I went to here was probably like 10 years ago. So it's going to be fun to get back to Heinz Field and uh, see if they can pull it off. I think the spread's 4 the last I checked. And this is kind of
1: like a, the Steelers have done this now the last couple of years, Dave. And I think it's funny because there was so much buzz about them early in the year because of all the Le'Veon Bell stuff. And it seemed like there was so much drama, but they've quietly won four in a row now. And they're back up to five, two and one after the slow start. And they said the last two years, I think they won six or seven games in a row and then like seven or eight games in a row. So they're a team that they really don't panic after the slow start, and it seems like they get a little bit better, and I think they're one of those teams where this year maybe their defense is a little weak, but I I still think they could beat anybody with a good effort from them and with their weapons.
3: I mean, the way they were playing like four weeks ago, I really had my questions on where they would be at this point. I actually picked against them a lot of the last few weeks and have have paid the price, but they definitely are clicking. It seems like their team chemistry is starting to be a little bit more um, fluid just as far as the relationship between antonio and ben and i don't know it just seems like they're kind of hitting on all cylinders so hopefully they have a big game i don't have to pick it for the show so if you didn't uh, mention it i'm on a show called more ways to win that is on tvg 8 to 10 uh pacific time so that would be 11 to 1 on the east coast and we basically pick all the games that are taking place sunday and monday but since it's a thursday game it won't be in the discussion but i would take the steelers
2: Hey Dave, I don't mean to interrupt the conversation here, but I want to make sure that all the listeners are able to hear you clearly. There's quite a bit of static in the background. Is there any way that we could ask you to maybe uh, just call right back again? Because uh, sure. some of what you're saying is a little muffled. So yep, l- let's have Dave right do there. that right now. And, let's take uh, a break.
1: Let's take a break right now. Let's take a little early break if we can, and then uh, and we'll get back. We'll get Dave back on the line. And when we and we return, we'll uh, we'll keep talking with uh, with NFL. in that way, hopefully, we won't have to we'll kill two birds with one stone.
2: That sounds really good. So we'll be back in a couple minutes with Dave Weaver.
0: Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Time 3pm Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. your internet flagship station for sports, Voice of America Sports. This is the Mike Abadir Show. If you want to call in today, we can be reached at 1-888-346-9144. That's one 346 9144 Or send an email to Mike at themikeabadirshow.com. Now, back to this week's program. Oh, we are back here with
1: Dave Weaver on the Mike Abadir Show. You can see Dave every morning. uh, Actually, on Sunday mornings now. You see him on TBG all the time talking races, but now he's uh, talking football. Sunday mornings, 8 a.m., 8 to 10, with uh, a show that basically goes through all the games, kind of hits all the point spreads, over-unders, totals, uh, all the news, everything that's going on. Dave, have you... uh, have you had any teams this year that you've either kind of rode for a while or played against, and they've done well for you? Has there been any like trends that you've necessarily followed or just kind of week to week?
3: no, the the team that I've probably made the most money on this year is the Detroit Lions. I mean they had a very good streak going there before they got their teeth kicked in at home against the Seahawks two weeks ago and then did not play that well. Um, against the Vikings last week, but I actually think that they're going to beat the Bears this week. They're one of my stronger plays. I just I kind of got this team figured out. That by the way, they've beaten the Bears nine out of the last ten times that they played. So the Bears beat the Jets and the Bills, and uh, all of a sudden we're supposed to think they're a team that's you know deserves to be favored by about touchdown against the Lions. I don't think so. And they
1: lost that game in Miami that they, they should have won against exactly. a, a pretty weak like Miami team. So I yeah. That's a, that's a game that's interesting. So you like that game, and that might be, you know, that's just like you said, six, six and a half, six and a half right now. That game, if you like it, is worthy of a few bucks money line. If you think, you know, the Lions can win that game.
3: Exactly, Lions to win. Um, I'm just ballparking. Has to be, you know, at least plus two hundred. Then take them on the spread as well. But yeah, I mean, I just don't respect the Bears really. I've been picking against the Bears. I understand they've beat up on some bad teams the last couple of weeks, but. Some people think Detroit is a bad team. I, I just don't. I, I think they're much better than, than people give them credit for.
2: Yeah, I don't think they're a bad team. I think their main problem is, historically and even this year, they just have a very difficult time winning on the road. And I think that probably plays a big role in why that point spread is what it is, despite being a division game.
3: Yeah, they beat the Dolphins on the road. And I think I saw a stat, something like they're 4-1 or 5-1 and against the spread um, their last five or six games on grass, which is an indication that they, you know, they can at least cover on the road even, even when they're losing. But that's why they're getting points. You know, obviously, if this game was at home, it would be a much different line, but you know, I'm willing to roll with them.
1: And kind of a weird week this week. In, in 14 games, we have half of the games with massive spreads that are either seven points or over. So I think what we're really you know, seeing now – go ahead,
3: Dave. Last week, I think there were five games where the spread was one, like one or two. Yeah. And this, okay. And this week, the the, the most. I mean, the, the smallest is, is a field goal. You know, they're all three or higher. And there's, there's only three the, of them. The and there's only 10, three games within three. The Packers yeah. are Ten. The Chiefs are seventeen. The Rams are ten. It's crazy.
1: I mean, even the Jets are a seven point favor right now, and Sam Darnold's not going to play. I don't. I think actually, McCown. Wow. For, might not even be bad. I mean, he's a solid backup. He's one of the better backups, but they're a seven-point... The Jets are a seven-point favorite.
3: <laughs> I mean, that's, that's how crazy. The bills are. They're
1: a seven-point favorite in a game where the over-under is only 36-and-a-half.
3: I know, like, and that's probably going to drop to 34, I would think.
1: Yeah, uh, which is absurd. So it's kind of rolling. As you mentioned, some of the teams, like the Jets are a heavy favorite. The Pats against Tennessee. Let's kind of go through any of these teams, and then, see do any of the maybe heavily underdog teams have a shot. I mean, Tennessee's coming off of a win this weekend, but they're a touchdown underdog. Any shot this team can go in and, and keep it competitive with New England?
3: Uh, a little bit of a revenge game from, from last year in the playoffs where they were actually beating the Patriots in the yeah. second quarter and then they got blown out um, in the second half. I don't know. You just look at the, the way the Patriots are playing right now and it's, it's tough to think that they can be beat by a team like the Titans. Uh, that's not one of my favorite games of the week. I actually love the Bengals. You, know, you, you Oh, that's mine. History, okay, cool. That's look mine. Look at the history of teams that play their heart out and then go on the road the next week. They're going to bounce like a Super Bowl. I mean, th- there's just no way that they could come out with the same fire that they had last week at home against the Rams yeah. this time at Cincinnati. I mean, how can you possibly get up to this game after that, right? And it's plus 5.5, too. Now it's all the way up to 5.5. The Bengals are,
1: are a 5.5-point underdog at home. So, I, I mean, I just... Um, uh, I, uh, yeah, for me, th- I this is one of my three plays this week, Dave, because I think Cincinnati can score like with this. them. Cincinnati can score with them. And this is
3: not a bad well, Bengals team either. So the Bang- the Bengals are 5-0 against the spread against the Saints the last 5 times they played. The most recent time they played was 2014. Uh, the, the 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 Saints probably had, you know, equally as good of an offense that year with the uh, Cooks and you know, Colson and some of the receivers that they had that were good, and they beat him 27-10. They, they held Drew Brees to 10 points that year. No reason they can't do something like that again. You know, everything to me. Um, they're missing A.J. Green. I think that's probably why a lot of people are going to be hesitant. Yeah, I agree. Bangles, but they'll find a way to win with defense then.
1: I mean, they have they have some pieces that can fill in, I and and they can run the ball too that, with Mixon. I think that's uh-huh. what they're going to just try to do is just run. As you mentioned, this is just a total bounce back game again because the Saints were so up last week. They played so well throughout that game, high emotional game. You hear all week how now you're the best team in football. You're getting that buzz all week. It will be really hard not to come out a little bit flat in this game here. So. Mike, uh, what are we usually kind of save our plays till the end, but do you want to give out one of your plays right now, Mike, and we can kind of talk about, uh, about one of
2: the teams that you like or one of the games you like? Yeah, you know, this is a week where you have a lot of uh, divisional matchups, and uh, like we pointed out earlier, most of these point spreads are pretty big. You know, I don't remember a week where you've had so many division games where you have point spreads of 10, like the Chargers and Raiders, and uh, 10 with the Seahawks and the Rams, and 7 with the Eagles and the Cowboys, etc., but the the one matchup that intrigues me is the Jaguars and the Colts. You know I think b- both of these teams are kind of trending in the different directions. The Colts are finally sort of getting their groove a little bit, and if they have any chance to make the playoffs, they're going to have to win a at home and B to be the divisional matchup divisional rival and uh, I think the winner of the loser of this game is done, yeah, right because you can't go to three and six and have any hope at all. Uh, you know to me, andrew luck is is I think finally completely healthy, or at least his play appears to be as such. So I'm going to take the Colts at home to uh, take care of business against the Jaguars. Jaguars just haven't found their groove this year. Fournette's always injured. Their quarterback is terrible. And I don't see them going into Indianapolis and winning.
3: Yeah, I I really wish you picked a game that I like the other side so I can give you a dose of what Jason McIntyre gets on (laughs) Four Ways to Win where I can just debate you. But I do not like that game at all. I'm not touching that game this week. I just uh, have no feel for that one. They're
1: one of the teams that I kind of talked about a few weeks ago. I think the Colts are a little bit better than their early record, and I think the rest of that division I don't trust. So, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked to see the Colts win a couple games, and I think they could beat all of the teams in their division straight up. So uh, uh, I like that play from you, Mike. That won't be one of my plays. I have three this week, but I I do like that play in particular. Another one of the plays I'm going to do it this week, Dave, for me is – you know, the Falcons, after a really slow start, they've been very good lately. But they're a five-and-a-half point favorite on the road against the Browns. I think this game is going to be close. I could see some sort of a late score for Cleveland, kind of mucking it up. I think this is like a field goal-type game. The Browns at home plus the five-and-a-half. That's going to be another one of my plays in here.
3: Back-to-back road games for the for the uh, Falcons. But they did look yep. so good. I love the Redskins last week, and they just got shredded by Matt Ryan and the Falcons. But, yeah, five and a half is probably a little bit too high, you know, taking that team out of the dome and putting them in. A, I mean, I don't know what Cleveland's like compared to Pittsburgh, but it's going to be in the you know the high 30s for tonight's game. I'm sure it's not going to be the best of conditions for the Falcons to play in. So I, I could see the uh, the Browns in there.
1: And then the one you mentioned, the other team, I'm going to have three plays this week. The team that I was really high on to start the year, just mainly looking through their schedule and not high on the rest of the division was the Redskins. I thought that they would kind of have this type of a start where they would jump out early. Man, they are so bad, though. They really, they're such a bad five-win team. They just, they take advantage of situations where, and and turnovers and and their defense is is okay. But when they lose and when they look bad, they look horrendous. This is a total bounce-back kind of a game. They're a three-point underdog uh, at Tampa this week. And they just always seem to bounce back and win games after they look miserable. They did it earlier in the season when they got crushed by the Saints on Monday Night Football. They came back the next week and they beat Carolina. I, I'm just gonna do it again, and I'm gonna. I, if you you gotta get the three though, that's the key. Plus three for the Redskins uh, on the road, and that'll be my third play. But this is one of those teams, Dave. They're kind of like Mike's Miami Dolphins, who Mike likes, and they're kind of even like Houston. They're, those teams are five and six win teams and they're not
3: even good. Like they could easily be one or two win teams. Well, one of the things about the Redskins is they, they are very good at bouncing back after getting mm-hmm. embarrassed. There's a couple of yeah. stats. Number one, they're four and against the spread losing by double digits at home, um, which happened. And they're seven and one against the spread when losing by 14 points or more in any case. So they don't like to, you know, to lose big two games in a row. So, they're going to be a lot better. Alex Smith just has to protect that ball like he's so good at doing. And you know if they can win the turnover battle against the Bucks, they'll beat them.
2: And how about the Bucks being a strange team? Uh, let's not forget they beat the Saints <laughs> on the road. They beat the Eagles. Uh, the, you they, can't they, even explain that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They beat the Eagles and Saints in back-to-back weeks. Lost to the Steelers by three, and then got crushed against the Bears like forty-eight to ten. Very strange team to handicap. You know, you never know what you're going to get with them or which quarterback is going to be playing and who's going to be playing at a high level or who's going to flop the very next week. So that's kind of an interesting game myself. Now, you brought up uh, McIntyre a few moments ago and, and uh, the dynamic that you guys have on the, on the show. A couple of questions for you, Dave, before we get back to the games. Are you now more identifying yourself uh, as, a, as a FanDuel guy, as a TVG guy, a little bit of both? And maybe you could explain to the listeners out there kind of, you know, what's the relationship between TVG and FanDuel? Is it is it a merger? Is it two divisions under one parent company? Maybe you could give a, give us a little bit of flavor on that.
3: Yeah. So FanDuel, if you don't know what it is, a huge fantasy sports um, conglomerate that has, I think, somewhere around 7 million customers that play daily fantasy sports, baseball, basketball, football, hockey, um, They merged with TVG about six months ago. Um, We're both owned by Patty Power Betfair, which is a London-based company that does massive gambling um, online and in retail shops um, in Ireland and England and and many other countries um, in Europe and and elsewhere around the world. Well, they bought us, um, or we merged, actually, FanDuel and TVG, but we're both under the Patty Power uh, Betfair umbrella. Well, when New Jersey legalized sports wagering, FanDuel opened up a sports book at the Meadowlands and was the second one. I think um, Monmouth opened one up a few months earlier, and then we came in at the Meadowlands. And because we now have sports wagering, and you know they also on TVG, we figured let's use the airwaves to talk about sports. So we added that show on Sunday morning called More Ways to Win. I'm rarely, I rarely talk about horse racing anymore. It's kind of a crazy turn of events over the last few months for me.
2: Are you are you liking
3: it? Love it. Yep. And I mean, I mean, it's a lot of travel. I gotta aside say, aside from going back and forth across the country, you know, it's all good. And you know me, Dave. I'd be the
1: first to to rip anyone when they don't do their homework or if I don't think they've done a good job. You can immediately tell you, you, uh, you you're doing the work right now, man. You you are rattling stats off here every week when I watch you on the mornings, and you just seem like. You are fully in tune with the with NFL and everything that is going on right now. It's
3: impressive you're doing a great job man that that's been the hardest part because look, you know I know how to read a racing form and know where to research stats and go to Equibase and go here or there. I don't know how to do that for football or at least I didn't, but I've learned week by week how to you know kind of find some angles and I've done a lot of research, but it takes a lot of time, so I'm glad that you um that, that you notice, but that's what the I mean- hardest part is the preparation is much more strenuous for sure as far as making sure you know what you're talking about when you go on
1: and for you being at LaSalle you know you were kind of in a nice home for a long time you knew every horse that ran you watched every race that went there so even you didn't even really have to do a lot of research because you you were there two weeks ago you remember when that horse broke slow and you saw it like you knew every single horse on the grounds now this is like you said this is it's a lot of work to go you know completely alter everything and you know there's 16 games a week and you know watching one game or kind of breaking down one game takes a long time and when you have to do that you know over and over it's it's been a, a like one thing that everybody i think knew about you too is that you like to have a good time and you have some fun and you, you got a great personality you know you you're you're very loose and you're very light on the air but i i do like the fact that people are able to see this different side of you now that um i don't want to say more serious but Definitely, when uh, when you have to, you can uh, you can really do the work. So, man, I'm I'm super proud of you. You're doing a great job out there, and I'm 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 listening and I'm taking a lot of your
3: advice. Appreciate it. It's just gambling. I mean, for me, it's just gambling. I'm not going to pretend like I know defensive schemes and different play routes and things like that. That's not my job. But I can tell you what a two-team money line parlay with the Lions and the Bengals is going to pay this
2: week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, on on that note, that you make you bring up a really good point because. You know, there's listeners out there that live in states where sports wagering is legal and, and many are in areas where it's not yet legal, but almost everywhere horse racing is legal. So I think the, right. the kind of the most obvious question is now that you've been in this environment for a while, what's a better bet? Where, where, where is it easier to make money? Where is it easier to hit a home run? You know, if, if you were kind of giving advice to to a newbie um, or even a veteran, you know, what what would your takes be on that?
3: I mean, you can't you can't make a million dollars on a sports bet betting two bucks like you can if you get lucky and hit a pick six. So, horse course, racing is always going to be the the way to make an absolute home run with a, a little bit of money. But, you know, I hit a seven team parlay a few weeks ago that was twelve dollars to make. Thirteen hundred—that was fun, you know. Or you could play nice. a twelve-dollar pick four and make thirteen hundred, and it's fun, you know. To me, if I'm sitting in a sports book that has football, baseball, horse race betting, all four of them, so I'm just that kind of guy that just loves to <laughs> play whatever I can. But it's—I it, would it to me—it's equal.
2: Uh, we're kind of losing you a little bit, Dave.
1: You know what? I think a lot of kind of piggybacking on that point, Mike. I think. A lot of that has to do sometimes to with what your what kind of person you are, because some of us like the action and we want action every five minutes. Right. You want to play another race, even if it's just two bucks. Yeah. You want to play another race. You want to play another race. I want another chance. Other people, they don't mind, you know, putting 20 bucks or 50 bucks down and knowing that they're going to be betting on a game that's going to go for three hours. Right. They kind of like, like that. I think yeah. it just some of it depends on your personality, too. Yeah, where I think that's a good point.
3: Bet, you know, who, um, you know, are you going to win more than eight and a half games on the season? Or I'm taking the Steelers at sixteen to one right now to win the Super Bowl. That's not my type of bet. I don't want to wait three months to find out yeah. if I win or lose.
1: Yeah. See, yeah, and then a lot of other people that that's you know, um, you know, there, there's a lot of bettors that I know that love they love to play just and that's the way the only way they play maybe futures exactly. things like that where they can play a different. Op- so that's what's great now is that you know. 30, 40 years ago, we didn't have these options. There weren't these options wagering. You you had, you know, the side of a game and the over-under maybe, and that was about it. You know, you didn't have the opportunity to play all these different props now and, and all the different fantasy stuff that's going on. And like, you know, over at FanDuel with the Daily, you can play head-to-head matchups. You play in big tournaments where you're trying to win a million dollars. Like, there's so many yep. different opportunities now, which is which is great. So, And that's why you're able to do a show like you're able to do on, on Sunday morning because you can just talk. There's so many different things to break down, uh, to talk about. And um, it, it seems like it's going really well for you over there. So just a, a few more minutes with Dave. Um, Dave, uh, are there, is there any other games this week that you like that we haven't mentioned?
3: Um, so my four plays are the uh, Bengals, the Lions, um, the Chiefs, I think, are going to blow up. I mean, look, I, I really don't like laying a lot of points, but the Cardinals are terrible. Um, yeah. That, that line's 16-and-a-half. They're going to be up 21 nothing. like Halfway through the first quarter is kind of how, yeah. how I see what, what's happening in that game. Um, I know Jason's going to argue the other side because we've already talked about that one, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not falling for anybody that tells me that they think the Cardinals can stay with the Chiefs this week.
2: Yeah, no way. I mean, you know what I do sometimes, or all the time actually, it's kind of the same thing like uh, a lot of horse players will do, which is to handicap the race without looking at the odds. Right. So you handicap each horse and, and figure out, you know, make your own morning line odds, if you will. I, I kind of do right. the same thing when it comes to these games. What's which the is, uh, Yeah, I, I put down what I think the final score is going to be. Right. So if you look at this okay. game and you say, I think the final score is going to be, you know, 48 to 10. And then you look and see that this, the spread is 17, it's not going to bother you as much. But if you're going to start with the point spread, 17 almost like offends the eye. It's like, oh, my God, that's... Huge, huge for an NFL game. I got to take the other side instinctively, um, and I, I don't think that's the way to do it. Um, you know, or, or else you're going to be, you know, kind of jaded by the line. That's that's kind of my take on it.
3: I'm uh, yeah, And the Redskins was my fourth game, so Redskins, Bengals, Lions, Chiefs.
1: Redskins, Bengals, Lions, Chiefs for Dave
3: Weaver. Players, the Colts. By the way, Leonard Fournette did, did have full practice this week for the first time in forever, so that might kind of lean you a little bit towards Jags, but maybe that's not going to scare you off.
2: Yeah, I think I'm still sticking with the uh, with, with, with the Colts. Uh, my other two games by the way are, I am going to take, uh, let's see here the Cowboys getting the seven points. I, okay. I think that... Um, that's just a know, lot for Philly. That's just a lot. It's a lot. Philly I hasn't know. really impressed me and um, I, I, I think one more week of Amari Cooper with that offense, I think they should be able to open things up a little bit. To me, I'm just really puzzled because I don't think that Dak Prescott's a bad quarterback. I think he's a pretty decent quarterback. I think he, he can do the job. Um, and I'm just surprised at, at their offensive outputs with with having one of the top three running backs in the league. A little bit so puzzling. Jekyll to me. So Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. yeah, so I'm kind of hoping that Cooper opens things up for them and uh, they, they can keep this game close. I, I think this is another one of those games where the loser is probably going to have an uphill battle, especially if it's the Cowboys, um, and, and the winner can... Is looking at it and saying, you know what, I don't think the Redskins are a scary team. You know, I think we can go in and some teams have still two more matchups against them. I think if I win this game and we could beat the Skins two times or one time, you know, um, we'll be in a good position. So that's kind of my take on that game. So you have Colts, Cowboys, and who's your third, Mike? Cleveland. Cleveland and the Browns. Yeah, I mean, you know, I know the Falcons are playing really good football. They won three games in a row, but It's one of those things where I generally bet against dome teams on the road when you start creeping towards winter and the cold weather. And let's face it, the Falcons have really impressed me winning three in a row, but especially because of all the injuries. But I think their injuries are going to catch up to them. They've got too many defensive starters that are out for the year. And uh, I think this is where you're going to see it. I think the Cleveland wins this game straight up. Nice, so we're Browns in it together. Mike and uh, Dave with his four plays, Bengals,
1: Lions, Chiefs, and Redskins. Dave and I will both be on the, the Bengals together, and I'm also on the Redskins. So, Dave, we have two two similar plays this week. Um, awesome, Dave. Man, thanks a lot. Let uh, let Tell everyone online where can we find you, and then give us the the show details again one more time for this weekend.
3: Yeah, I'm on Twitter at Ice Cold Exacta, and then you can tune in to TVG. And if uh, you're in New York, We've been on Channel 11 um, that last hour, the second hour on uh, PIX. That's from noon to 1, um, East Coast time. And uh, on TVG, every Sunday, West Coast, 8 to 10, East Coast, 11 to 1, Channel 602 on DirecTV. It's
2: more and, and ways let, to win. We, Yeah, uh, it's a fantastic show. And before we let you go, Dave, I know... Uh, we both wanted to mention something. We're both involved with uh, Sam Thompson Memorial Foundation, which helps not just jockeys, but anybody in the industry, basically uh, going through maybe a, a difficult injury and also a scholarship fund uh, that really helps out the uh, children of, of jockeys and industry people with uh, you know aid for uh, school, whether it be community college or university, et cetera. We're putting on an event on the 17th Los is your home track maybe you could uh, give the listeners a little bit more details I know I've talked about it and Gino's talked about it but um I know you're you're putting in a lot of work on this as well Dave maybe you could give the listener listeners a quick preview
3: Yeah I'm bummed that I'm not going to be able to be there for it as a matter of fact that's kind of the the bad thing about this schedule that I have with uh, going to New Jersey so it'll be on Saturday November the 17th so a week from this Saturday and Mike Smith has um, donated his time to come out and sign some Triple Crown Justified posters that we will be um, providing for those that uh, decide to make a purchase and have Mike sign it. And all the proceeds go to the Sam Thompson Memorial Foundation. But um, I, I've seen the, uh, the artwork. It's a, it's a beautiful poster. And it's just unbelievable that Mike is, um, you know, willing to do that for us to you know, interact with the fans and, and sign these posters on that Saturday. And aside from that, it's the biggest, one of the biggest nights of the year. It's the Bank of America Challenge night at Los Al with all stakes races. And on top of that, they're, they're having a handicap, handicapping contest that night, giving away seats to the NHC. So all in all, it's going to be a, just a massive night of racing at Los Salle.
2: Yeah, and this is the first time I've ever seen the uh, NHC NHC seats awarded uh, through uh, quarter horse tournaments
3: think they might have done it once many, many years ago, like maybe three or four years ago, but it's pretty much unheard of. So yeah. there are a lot of people that have been asking for it that say, you know, you always do these handicapping tournaments during the day for the 3rd players. How about showing the quarters players some love? And Orlando Gutierrez, the uh, publicity director of Los Al, said, yeah, I think I will. And uh, I think it's going to get a great turnout.
2: I'm actually going to be playing in that. And I think you one should. of the ways to win in that is to use an ice cold. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. Right, because you get the smaller fields. It's a little bit more of a form. Yep, it's more of a formful track. You know, the favorites that that you like have have a high percentage of coming in. So, you know, that might be the strategy to win that tournament.
3: I'm qualified this year, too. So I'm going to be in Vegas that weekend in February for the NHC. So it would be great for whoever um, qualifies at, at Los Al will hang out
2: save me a seat over there because I'm going to, I'm going to make it happen. I I, qualified (laughs) qualified once before, that was in 2013. So I'm overdue to to making an appearance in Vegas.
3: It's so fun. It's it's one of the greatest things you can be a part of.
2: Absolutely.
1: Dave, man, we love it. Thank you again for coming on with us. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. We'll be watching you on Sunday morning, more ways to win. Thank you so much, Dave. Thanks guys. All right. Good stuff with Dave, man. He is locked into the NFL season this year. You could tell he, uh, he has all the trends down. He has all the uh, the great betting information. So big shout to Dave Weaver for coming on and talking with us. And before we take uh, a quick commercial break and then bring back Monique, I want to give a couple shout-outs, Mike. On Sunday, the 11th, it's Mrs. McCullough's birthday. So a big happy birthday to my mom, Mrs. Happy McCullough. Happy birthday. Early happy birthday coming yes. up this weekend. And then one of our biggest fans out there, uh, Joe McDowell. On uh, on Twitter, Joe is great. He's always uh, t- interacting with us, and he's always listening to the show, and he's always posting about the show, so a big shout-out to Joe out there. We appreciate all your nice words, Joe, and it's always great to hear from you.
2: What's up with the name Joe, by the way? Joe Quillen, and Joe, you know, Joe's- Our guys, good- right? Yep, yeah. those are our guys, absolutely, so uh, lo- lo- love having having these guys listen and be a part of this, and invite everybody in, in the Twitter world to uh, interact with us, and- you know call the show give us suggestions uh argue with us whatever the case may be we uh, we love hearing from you guys
1: so let's uh let's take a quick break and then when we return we'll bring in the parlay queen monique i believe she has three plays this weekend we'll talk some nfl with her and we'll give her some props for her winning breeders cup selection last week don't go anywhere we'll be right back
0: This week on The Revolution, we're on a big-game conquest for moose, grizzlies, whitetails, and more. Tune in as Stan Potts of North American Whitetail and Tim Brent with Jim Shockey's Hunting Adventures talk big-game hunting. Plus, Jake Edson of Bushnell and Steve Nessel from Yamaha will discuss optics and off-roading. Jim and Trav's Big Game Conquest is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready for the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Want to get inside of the minds of the players and coaches?
3: We'll talk everything sports, but with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. We'll review and preview the week's big games. We'll talk about the draft choices and free agents, and go inside the teams for news, recruiting, and what's next from the colleges to the pro teams. It's the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific, on Voice America Sports.
0: Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. This is the Mike Abadir Show. If you want to call in today, we can be reached at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144 or send an email to mike at the mike show.com Now, back to this week's program.
1: In the home stretch here on the Mike Abadir Show. It is time for selections. Although this, this week we did a little more football conversation all the way throughout the show, but... We've been very lucky to have the Parlay Queen from ABR Live and covers Monique each and every week during the NFL season to join us. Last week, Monique gave us a, a winning selection in the Breeders' Cup. Monomoy Girl got the job done. So, Monique, nice nice job. You had that one. Scott had Wow Cat. So, between uh, a couple of our, our guests that gave out some selections, we hit the exacta there. And, you know, if you take Monomoy Girl... And single and some of the exotics, you are able to kind of build a nice ticket once you know you have a single already.
4: That is completely true. See, that's the thing. With, with chalk, a lot of the time you can still make money betting in. To be honest with you, I think a lot of the other horses in that field were overbet. So I love sure. the price I got on her and the great breeders.
1: Yeah, she if she doesn't get DQ'd in her last race and if she just wins that race by like two lengths and isn't zigging and zagging, she, she might have been like an even money favorite in that field. So I think you did get a lot of value, um, you know, on her in that spot and a nice, a nice win, get a little momentum for this week. And you have a couple plays, Monique, one of them I'm going to be with you on. We saw the saints look so impressive last week. Uh, that Rams game was awesome. I think no doubt about it. We can all agree that those are two of the maybe four or five best teams, probably in in the whole league. And we'd love to see a game like that again. But when, when teams play that well, and you have such a big game like that i'm i'm always looking to play against them right away
4: of course, this is one of those which look like it could be one of those trap games and something that's overlooked, and I'm on the Bengals plus six. Now, both of these teams, the Saints and Bengals, have combined for, if you take their average points scored, it's 62 points a game. That really speaks to how potent they are offensively. And like you said, the Saints are coming in really hot. They've Their winners of a seven straight, but the Bengals have had an extra week to prep. They're coming off the bye, and two weeks ago in their win versus Tampa Bay, they blew a really big lead late in the fourth quarter. Now, I really don't see that happening again. And I like the Bengals because they're at home, uh, pretty frankly, like that. They're 3-1 and one at home and with an extra week to prepare. I think this game might be a little bit closer than the spread is giving credit for.
1: Yeah, to me, this because they were so good last week, this felt like a game that should have been more like three, like maybe four at the most. Those extra points, we just got to take them. So I'm with you. The Bengals plus the six... And then uh, one, uh, your other games, it's kind of, you know, getting to the point of the season where Green Bay usually starts to go on a run. They've had a couple tough weeks now and their schedule lightens up a little bit. This is starting to get to a, like must win territory for them. So I think that's it. That's kind of built into the line a little bit. They're, they're big favorites this weekend.
4: They are big favorites and I really hate laying anything close to double digits, but I really do think that they take care of business and I like the Packers nine and a half and their team total over twenty nine and a half. Now, the Packers are coming off two really tough losses to the Rams and Patriots, and they're pretty much in desperation mode at this point. The good thing is the Dolphins are not a very good football team, and they've really struggled to get things going offensively, especially through the passing game. So we know the Packers are going to be able to put up the points, especially at home at Lambeau Field. And the Finns are coming off of a win against the Jets, but it's one of those bad-weather football games, and it's the Jets. So I think with only 9.5 points, although it does seem high initially, I think the Packers at home will be able to take care of business.
1: Packers minus the nine and a half and then over 29 and a half, the Bengals plus the six. Those are the three plays this week for Monique. So uh, one more question, Monique, and uh, I'm going to give you some of these uh, contenders to win the MVP. So Mahomes now is now the heavy favorite to win the MVP. I think he's, He's some places are even minus 150 or or maybe the best you can get him is like plus 100. Of any of the uh, kind of the long shots in here, who who would you maybe take a big swing on? We have Rodgers is plus like somewhere between 1,200 to 1,600. Yeah, Brady who's around plus 1,600. Goff is around uh, plus 1,800. Or maybe my guy Cam Newton who's plus 2,800. Or do any of those seem like uh, someone that you might put a few bucks on?
4: Ooh, those are interesting. I know Drew Brees is low odds, but he plus has plus three hundred. I think right theory, now, theory. yeah, yeah. I think what did you say? A second choice. I think
1: plus plus right. three hundred. Him and Gurley are like kind of co-second choices.
4: Yeah, that's tough. It's it's really tough. Mahomes has just had an incredible year, and uh, Drew Brees obviously. And it, MVP tends to be so quarterback favoring that it's tough to play against anyone. I mean, Gurley's had a great year, but again, you kind of got to go with someone that's a quarterback, to be honest, just the way trends have been playing out. Uh, Rogers, I, um, I think he was 20 to one or something, so something really high. I think he has a good shot if they could win sure. their division. Um, and obviously how he's been injured early on and just the comeback and, the offense, the way that they're clicking and Rogers carrying the team, I think he's a good play, but it's going to be really hard to beat Mahomes. He's just had an outstanding year, and just all the flashy plays and being able to play in prime time, too, just really helps his case. So tough to play against him, but there, there is quite a bit of value if you do think that he's like a vulnerable favorite.
1: Monique, the Parlay Queen. You can follow her online at Parlay Queen. And each week you'll see um, lots of different prop bets from her. Great follow on Twitter. Tweets along throughout a lot of the games. And as we've we've mentioned the last couple weeks, uh, this is, Monique, just an awesome time. There's so many different things to play right now with basketball and college basketball now just starting and football and college football. Hockey's going on. Um, Really just a ton of options right now.
4: Of course, and you have to take advantage of at least a couple of those <laughs> when there's so many games going on and you have action the entire day. I mean, you can't complain with that, especially especially as we were talking about earlier, just getting a little bit colder here. I know you can't relate, but I mean, it's one of those days where you, know, you wake up and you just want to stay indoors and you can't beat all the sports that are going on. I mean, obviously, we love postseason everything, but just the volume of everything, you, you can't beat that.
1: Monique, thank you so much. We'll talk to you again next week. Good luck this week with your plays.
4: Thank you. Thanks, so Monique. Much. Thank you.
1: Bye. Awesome stuff from Monique, like always. So, uh, three plays from her this week. And
2: Mike, why don't you mention uh, your three one more time? Yeah. So I am going with the Cleveland Browns at home. I am going. And so with we're, the together.
1: Col- we're together. We're yep.
2: together on that one. Yep. I'm going with the Colts at home, and I am going with the Cowboys on the road Sunday night game against the Eagles. So I believe those point spreads, Cleveland is getting, uh, what, five and a half?
1: Five and a half, five and a half. Cowboys plus seven, Colts minus three, uh, I think, are your spreads. And then for me, uh, Bengals plus the five and a half, six. Um, if you can get the six, obviously take that. The Browns plus the five and a half, and then the Redskins plus the three. They're going on the road and playing Tampa. Uh, I believe, Mike, after last week, you went two and two. I believe you are 15 and eight now. And with a couple of pushes, those don't matter. And then uh, I am up to 16 and 11 after my 0-1 uh, last week. So, uh, very nice uh, couple weeks for you. You're, you're doing very well. And you also gave out the, the winner, Jack Van Berg, who was a great price last week too. So, another solid week for you, Mike. Um, last few minutes, kind of the same question that I, that I asked Monique. For me, as you've kind of been hearing, I think if of those MVP candidates... If you just are looking at someone to take a big swing on, I think it's, it's got to be Cam, just because it's kind of the point you made with LSU earlier in the year when we were talking. They have a tough schedule, but but whereas some may see it as tough, it can also be opportunity. You know, Cam has the opportunity to beat P- Pittsburgh tonight, to beat the Saints once or twice this year, to win you know six games. In a row, six, you know, maybe of the remaining games, and for their team to win 12 or 13, and then that becomes the narrative. Like early this year, it's all been Mahomes, Mahomes, Mahomes. He's going to need a little luck, and he's going to need Mahomes to maybe lose a couple games.
2: Yeah, and I think, you know, if you look at it from an analytics perspective, you know, Mahomes is, is going to taper off, you know, it's going to level out a little bit to. You know,
1: weather wise too, you know, and they're not going to even need to do as much. Are you even going to try to do as much if you have a two game lead in your division and things like that? You know?
2: Yeah. And, and, and here's the thing. The the Panthers still have the Saints twice. I think you, you've mentioned that already. The, you know, they've they've got they've got an opportunity because they are in, I don't know, arguably the best division in football. You know, yeah. with, with 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 the Saints and, and the Falcons, I mean, you the know the Bucks aren't a bad bottom feeder. No, 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 not at all. So from top to bottom, they're they're probably one of the the better divisions in football. So you know you have that going for you. But you know when I'm looking at these things, I'm not looking at them from like the best value perspective. I'm looking at it from who's most likely yeah, to that's, win that's perspective.
1: Yeah, that's the yeah. point. Yeah,
2: and here's the thing: in most years, defense wins championships. Most years. You have to have a strong defense going into January to be able to really make some noise. But this is the new NFL. That is not the case anymore. That's why a team like the Minnesota Vikings, who went in with a good defense, got blown out in the playoffs. Offenses are way ahead of the game. Way ahead. I'm talking maybe 10 years ahead of defenses. I know that sounds crazy, but it's not, because the numbers reflect it, right? Right now, offensive, the expansive formations, the concepts you know teams are still using cover 3 which doesn't work against some of these offensive minds right now so the teams that are way way ahead of the game offensively are the chiefs are the rams are the saints are the patriots they're not going to be beat by a good defense so you know carolina's an interesting team to me though because of of they they run reverses and they use cam in, in a certain way um you know, so going back to the MVP conversation, I don't think the Chiefs are going to be slowed down. I don't think Breeze is going to be slowed down. I don't think Cam is going to be slowed down. Any of those are, are, are really good options for me. Yeah, that's, that's why you I would know. take
1: it just a swing because I'm looking at everyone else and hundred. it's like Mahomes and Breeze and then Gurley. Like they're so far ahead of everyone else right now because they're how, how well their teams have played and the numbers that they've racked up. So for me when I'm looking at these if I'm looking that I'm going to just put a few bucks on someone that's a big price like just a big long shot to root for for the last half of the season I think it would have to be him because it's such a narrative driven award right maybe maybe someone like Rivers if if the if San Diego or San Diego if the Chargers can beat the Chiefs and if the Chiefs lose to the Rams and the Chargers are able to, you know, only lose two or three games and win that division, then maybe then maybe it is River. It's like you said, it's quarterback. It's narrative, too. It's it's like there, it has to be some kind of a story, an underlining story. And so this right now, the story is Mahomes, new brand new quarterback, ungodly numbers, you know, and Breeze, kind of the old guard how come he hasn't won all these MVPs like he should have very deserving, you know? So there's, there's always little stories to tell Gurley bouncing back again with unbelievable touchdown numbers this year after he did it last year. So th- for cam, it'd have to be rattling off a big win streak. I think we only have like uh, like a 30 seconds left in the show, Mike, it was a, a lot of fun. Thanks to Dave. Thanks to Monique. We really got to talk a lot of football next
2: week. We're going to hope to talk a, a little bit of basketball. Absolutely. Appreciate you listening. Have a great sports weekend, everyone. We'll see you guys next week.
0: Thanks for joining us this week for the Mike Abadir Show. Please tune in again next Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another show with Mike and his co-host, Gino Bacola, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have a great week.